0: Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Yeah, good morning. Um, just some introductory comments. Yeah, I'm here sometimes because uh, two weeks ago, I was in a gymnasium in Oil City, Pennsylvania. A week ago, I was in a, a great, uh, an amazing performing arts facility in Oneonta. The screen was enormous. I mean, it was just really fabulous to be in that kind of setting. Um, two weeks from now, I'll be worshiping with people from all over Asia in Chiang Mai. And three weeks ago, I w- three weeks from now, I will not be in church because I'll be in Vietnam, and I don't want to endanger the lives of Christians in Vietnam. We are having this conversation in the midst of a, uh, in, in in the context of a global church. We're part of a global church. That last night while we were sleeping, people woke up on the other side of the world and started going to church. They either went online or they went in person, and they've been going to church all night while we were sleeping. And, and so there's been this wave of worship that started last night when we were sleeping, and it's crashing now on the West Coast. Isn't that fabulous? So we're having this contact, we're having this conversation within the context of a, of a global church. Uh, and, and this worshiping community, and also a struggling, suffering community. And uh, this morning, what I want to do is I want to focus on what we call Freedom Sunday. So Freedom Sunday was started 14 years ago, and it's, it's a program whereby churches can focus in on the issue of human trafficking and the vulnerabilities around human trafficking, give money to projects that will address the issue. And we've raised more than a million dollars over the last 14 years. We've launched more than 27 projects. And, and we're gonna focus in on some today. We're gonna, to, I wanna give you a deep dive into Cambodia because every year we have a different focus. This year, we're really focusing in on Southeast Asia. So I'm gonna give you a deep dive. And, and if you don't know it, I wanna tell you that the Asia area director that, that manage, manages all of Asia, is a part of this church, and he's sometimes here. Yeah. And today he's not, because I think he's in Costa Rica. So his name is Eric Spangler, and also Darren and Jill Land, who are, who are coordinating all the educational opportunities in Asia, are also part of this church. So you're heavily weighted towards Asia. So I wanna give you a deep dive into it uh, today, and I want you to be, um, I hope that you're compelled I hope you're convicted, I hope you're awakened, and I hope that you're just really inspired. I hope you're just really inspired. Um, uh, Just the last thing before we get going, Um, there's some info cards on the back. You can get information about how to take some next steps. Uh, Suffering Movement's impact report is back there. You can pick one of these up. And then I am going to invite you to give uh, money today. And you can either pick up this card and give through our website and just put Freedom Sunday in the subject line, or you can give through Crossview. And so we'll tell you some more about that later. Okay, so, um, so like I was saying, um, um, that we're part of this global church, and when we come into a worship service, we're gathering together with people who've been set free. Our very act of gathering shows that we're a free people. So slaves cannot go to church, right? They're working all the time. But we have this, we have this, this great uh, opportunity to come together, and we're, we're declaring by our very presence here that we're a free people. And we're centering this on Jesus, because Jesus is the one that sets captives free, not Kevin, not the suffering movement. Jesus is the one that sets captives free. Now, in our world today, Um, Now, these stats have changed just in the last month. um, It was 40 million, but today there are estimated to be 50 million people uh, enslaved in human trafficking. That number has gone up. Why? Well, because of COVID-19. So COVID-19 created a huge amount of vulnerability. People who, who were living hand to mouth, if you work today, you eat today, could not work. So what are they going to do? The desperation in some countries, and I know it was hard here, but in some countries, it was incredibly desperate. And and it created a vulnerability whereby people were trafficked, and those numbers have gone up. And I think we're just beginning to understand the devastation that happened in our world because of the pandemic. The lives that have been lost, the people who have been made vulnerable. Um, So Uh, In our world today, there are a lot of vulnerable people. And I I took these pictures, this picture of this egg girl I took back almost 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago on my very first trip to Cambodia. And I I, I was on a bus, if you can believe it. I was on a bus in Cambodia. And we stopped, then got out, and there were all these vendors selling tarantulas. You can eat tarantulas in Cambodia. Yum, yum. (laughs) Eggs. And I, I, I kind of hit around the corner, and I took a picture of this girl, um, and, and it was the beginning of my thinking, oh, wow, you know, like, why isn't she in school? What is she doing out here in this dirty bus stop selling eggs? It started me on this journey of, well, how, what is going on here? And then later, I was in Cambodia on another trip, and I took a picture of this little boy that was part of a construction crew. Little boys do not belong on construction crews. Can I hear an Amen. They should be riding their bikes. They should be in school. They should be reading. They should be playing with their friends, not building buildings in Phnom Penh, in the heat and the dust. And the the problem is, is that our world is tragically broken. It is tragically broken. The good news is that we can do something about it. The good news is that we can and we are doing something about it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, you are going to need your Bibles or your phones or whatever you've got. I want to walk through, um, and then I'm going to to talk some more about Cambodia and about Freedom Sunday, but I want to walk through Amos chapter 5. And yes, I am actually walking through the whole chapter. I'll try to make it as, as quick as I can. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to be able to really give this the the um, the emphasis that it that it can and, and should and should have um, um, because there's a lot in this passage of scripture. Now I want to just tell you there's this this literary device called a chiasm, c h i a s m chiasm, and it's a Hebrew liter it's a Hebrew literature uh, literary device where you have a triangle. Um, literary device, and the peak of the triangle is the main point. So you have A, and then A1. You have B, B1, C, C1, and then D. Or you can just keep going. You can have as many letters as you want. Do you understand that? So the A's mirror, mirror each other. So you go, up to, you go up to D, and then you go down the other side. That's what's going on in the first 15 verses of this And and the main—I'm just going to tell you—the main point is the Lord is His name. The Lord is His name. That is the main point of Amos one through fifteen. And you can—you can Google this. It's really easy. Just Google chiasm, Amos chapter five, and you'll see it. But I want to walk through it. Walk through through fifteen, and then I'll, I'll keep going. But I want to make some points. Um, hear this word, Israel, this lament I have concerning, uh, concerning you. Fallen is virgin Israel, never to rise again, deserted in her own land with no one to lift her up. This is what the sovereign Lord says to Israel. Your city that marches out a thousand strong will only have a hundred left. Your town that marches out a hundred strong will only have ten left. Now, let me just, I'm just going to stop and talk as I go along. It's not about our strength it's not about how strong we are or how smart we are or how wealthy we are or how educated we are. That, you know, we might think we're really powerful and we march out, but there's only 10 left. We march out, there's only 100 left. It cannot be about our strength. And then, and then he goes on. This is, um, um, this is what the sovereign Lord says to, to Israel Seek me and live. Now, I want you to notice as we keep going along, the word seek appears over and over and over again. Seek me. Don't seek your strength. Don't seek riches. Don't seek with those things are not going to save you. Um, Do not seek Bethel. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not journey to Beersheba. For Gilgal will surely go into exile and Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Now, let me just tell you that um, those are um, places associated with great privilege and spiritual heritage. They were, uh, Bethel was the place where God met Jacob Gilgal was the place where Israel's spiritual reproach was rolled away in the days of Joshua and Beersheba was connected to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob don't look to the past don't look to your own strength don't look to your own riches don't look to the past he goes on seek the Lord and live there's the second one so seek him, now seek the Lord and live. Or he will sweep through the tribes of Joseph like a fire. It will devour them, and Bethel will have no one to quench it. Now, verse 7, there are those who turn justice into bitterness and cast righteousness to the ground. That seems like a very strange like shift, but when you look at the chiasm you can see how these things are mirroring each other because um, verse 7 mirrors uh, verses 10 and following. Let me say it again, verse 7. There are those who turn justice into bitterness and cast righteousness to the ground. Those are not things the Lord likes. And then it goes on, and here's the main part, the main part of this chiasm. He who made the Pleiades and Orion... Who turns midnight into dawn and darkens day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. You know what? You and I cannot change the color of trees in autumn. We cannot move the moon through the sky. We cannot teach birds how to fly. We are not creators in this way. God is the creator. God is powerful, almighty. We are not. So let's not be proudful. The Lord is his name. With a blinding flash, verse 9, with a blinding flash he destroys the stronghold and brings the fortified city to ruin. There are those who hate the one who upholds justice in court and detest the one who tells the truth. You levy a straw tax on the poor and impose a tax on their grain. Therefore, though you have built stone mansions, you will not live in them. Though you have planted lush vineyards, you will not drink their wine. For I know how many are your offenses, how great are your sins. There are those who oppress the innocent and take bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. Therefore, the prudent keep quiet in such times, for the times are evil. Seek good, not evil. There it is again. Three times now, the Lord has said, Seek me, seek the Lord, seek good, not evil. That you may live, not just exist, but live. Live life abundantly. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you just as you say He is. Verse 15: Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. Now, it goes on, verse 16. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. There will be wailing in the streets and cries of anguish in every public square. The farmers will be summoned to weep and the mourners to wail. There will be wailing in all the vineyards, for I will pass through your midst, says the Lord. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Who do you, why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear. As though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall, only had to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light? Pitch dark without a ray of brightness. Wow, this is—he's really hammering. And then, you probably know some of this. Verse 21. I hate. I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice uh, fellowship offerings, I'll have no regard with them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Now, don't be... Don't be uh, um, don't be tripped by that word justice it basically means make the right wrong do good so god god is i hope it's clear god is the creator god is good his character is such that he's a just and righteous god who cares for all But in this time of oppression, he's really got a special eye on the poor and the downtrodden and the needy. And he wants us to be on mission with him to lift up the downtrodden and the needy, to to bring hope and healing into the brokenness. That is the mission of God. Jesus came to set captives free, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And he wants there to be justice that rolls like a river, like a never-failing stream, and he goes on and he talks about don't bring me sacrifices and offerings for years in the desert you did this now you lift up the shrine of your king the star of your god which you made for yourselves i'll send you into exile the next chapter talks about the evil of pride so i have a question for you are you going to be are we going to be a lake church or a river church so this is um, some of you in this room I like using this because some of you in this room might recognize that picture on the left. This is our favorite hike about an hour away from here. It's called Goat Lake. And Goat Lake is always there. We hit the trailhead. We walk up to the end of the trail. There's Goat Lake. And it's wonderful to be at. It's delightful. It's beautiful to look at. But it never leaves. It never moves. And it exists for itself. That is not what a church should be. The other picture uh, is from Austria, and that is a river which runs and flows, and rivers move goods. Rivers traditionally have flooded and brought nourishment to the land. Um, Rivers are very important for our livelihoods. They're important for our environment. We have rivers running all the way around here. Some of them are very low right now. Sometimes they flood. But we want to be a river church. We want to be a river church that brings the grace and the, and the, the, the justice, the righteousness, the hope of God. And, you know, just like a river um, will flood, that water, if you've experienced a flood, that water will invade every single space. Nothing can hide from water. We want the grace of God to be like that, right? Right? We want want the Holy Spirit to flood Snohomish. We want the Holy Spirit to flood Lake Stevens and Marysville. We want this flood of righteousness and hope and joy and grace to just permeate this whole place. So let's be a river church. Let's move out from this place. And let's flood our communities in a variety of ways, trunk or treat, yeah, that's great. You know? The food bank, that's great. You're, you're, but people are coming to the lake for those things, right? They're coming to the lake. How do we move it? How do we move those things out of the lake and into these rivers? So I remember, um, I, I remember being with Kunti in uh, Phnom Penh and um, experiencing a flood. So uh, th- sometimes the monsoonal rains just get really bad there. And I remember one time we were walking back from an event and we had water up to, our, up to our waists, And we were just walking through this gross, muddy water. He can't speak much English. I don't speak any Cambodian, but we just laughed. We just laughed while we walked along. And if you remember the sermon I gave in August, right? <laughs> I used this picture and I talked about Sopip and Kunti that... Um, That our destination is joy. We're we're moving on a journey, we're on a journey towards joy. And hope is our companion. And Jesus is our guide. And I used Kunti and Sopeep as an illustration of this, that you know, they they um, they were young, young people in the Khmer Rouge, when the Khmer Rouge took over Cambodia. This extreme communist organization killed more than two million of their own people. And um, and so Peep was working in the fields and Kunti was a mixed up young guy, and they needed the army needed more babies, so they got all the women in the room and and, in in a room and they put them against one wall and all the men on another wall, and they said when we blow the whistle, you've got ten seconds to find your spouse and start making babies. They blew the whistle, Kunti and Peep found each other. Eventually they found the Lord and, and started to plant churches in Cambodia. And they are the most joyful people you'll ever meet who have come out of incredibly broken, broken, uh, uh, this incredibly broken uh, situation with the Khmer Rouge. The struggle with dengue fever and malaria and flooding. and Oh, it's just craziness. Our destination is joy and hope is our journey. And along the way, we observe these different characteristics that Amos 5 is talking about. We're continually amazed by the wonder of God's creation and by the creator God. And we are, we are on this journey, not looking to our past and not looking to our own strength, but we're on this journey of moving forward centered on Jesus, and we want to bring everybody with us, including the downtrodden, the broken, and the poor. And we're doing everything we can to right the wrongs and make the world a better place. Now, here's, here's, uh, here's an idea. What does church planting have to do with it? Everything. Everything. Church planting has everything to do with the subject that we're talking about. Because a strong, vibrant church is the best defense against injustice. An organization like the Suffering Movement can only do so much in our world. But this church, Kyle and Holly and others here, have an opportunity to form disciples and encourage, and you guys are praying, and you guys are working and living in certain ways that work against child abuse, that work against human trafficking. Just naturally, as you become a Christian and as you live out your Christian life, that, that naturally starts to, to, to block things like injustice. So church planting has everything to do with what we're talking about. And one of the things that we want to give money to this Freedom Sunday is planting churches in Cambodia. And I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. But Eric Spangler says this, we're convinced that making disciples, helping people find faith in in the Lord Jesus, and coming together in worship and church planting are the efforts that contribute to helping people become resilient to the evils of society. Things like human trafficking and poverty, especially in places like Southeast Asia. Now, let me just tell you a little bit more there are estimated to be at least 261,000 victims of human trafficking in Cambodia. And Cambodians are trafficked into China as brides. Now get this. The Chinese have, they used to have a one-child policy, and boys are valued more than girls, so they aborted millions of girls. Now they don't have enough girls to marry the boys, so they traffic them in from Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, and other places. Wow. Talk about brokenness. Trafficked into China as brides, into Thailand for the fishing industry, into Malaysia as factory workers and maids. There are 17 million people that live in Cambodia. And in 2019, 31% of the population was under the age of 14. By 2030, the projected median age is expected to be 38. That's very young. Currently, there are 21 churches, Free Methodist churches in Cambodia. There are currently 14,000 communities that have no church of any kind. So there are 14,000 churches in Cambodia, 14,000 communities in Cambodia that have no church, and we have 21. Now, get this. Daniel, the superintendent, has a vision of having 336 free Methodist churches by 2030. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of growth. But they're not churches like this. They're churches that meet um, in houses. They're churches that meet in rented facilities. So we want to see the church grow. And, And as the church grows, it's going to become this bulwark against injustice. The other other organization we're partnering with is with um, ICCM, International Child Care Ministries, um, teaches children their rights. We show them that they have opportunities. We allow them to experience what it's like to have a choice. For with every choice comes hope, hope for a better future. So ICCM is this child sponsorship program that helps to invest in the lives of children. And, And I've I've experienced this firsthand on many, many different occasions. I don't know what the price is now. I think it's $35 a child. Do you know? Does anybody know? $38. Okay, so it's $38 to sponsor a child for a month. So it's $38 a month, but that gives that child um, some food. It gives them an accountability system whereby if somebody disappears, we know about it. If somebody becomes a victim of human trafficking, we know about it. We can go and we can find that child. It gives them opportunities for education that they they might not have. And these are some pictures that I took in Cambodia about five years ago of different ICCM um, kids, and these are some young people. So I was delighted on Facebook the other day. I saw that um, I took this picture five years ago, and almost all of them now have graduated from the university. Wow. They were given an opportunity to thrive. Now they're going to become contributing members of their society because somebody sponsored them as children and helped them to achieve their goals. And then they went off onto the university, which some of them, ICCM, helped support their university. And, um, and now they're going to start working and, and they are, they're being developed as disciples. There's this strong Christian group. Oh, man, it's just amazing. It's just amazing what, what ICCM is doing. This is another one of our Freedom Sunday projects. So we want to give money to church planting, and we want to give money to ICCM because some of their buildings are falling apart. And we need to repair buildings. We need to build bathrooms, and we need to create infrastructure so that ICCM can thrive better. Uh, Now, this is a picture of Daniel. And um, I met Daniel when he was 14, and I was on my very first trip to Cambodia. If you can believe this, I went to a small village in Thai and taught the book of Revelation for two weeks. <laughs> and I played with ICCM children at the House of Love. And Daniel was my translator, who was 14 years old at the time. And he had a dictionary that was bigger than he was. And I would use words that he didn't understand. And he would write them down. And he would later go back and look at those words. And over time, he you know, graduated, went to college, graduated, worked in, a, worked in a nonprofit. When Pastor Eric came and said, you know what? Cambodia is developing into a mission district. We need to find a superintendent. I fasted and prayed for one minute. And I said, Daniel, Daniel. Because Daniel is a man of integrity. He's a sweet, gentle man who has a vision of planting 336 churches by 2030. Wow. Can we get behind that and, and encourage him and, and, and give money to make that happen? I mean, that's, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. And then this is uh, right in the middle of this picture in the, uh, in the gold shirt um, is Philip And uh, Philip was seven years old when I went to Cambodia, and he has a twin brother, Mark, and I used to play with them. Philip grew up, and now leads the International Child Care Ministries um, team in Cambodia. So because somebody invested in Philip, he grew up to now have impact on about 500 kids a year. Wow, how, how do we come alongside of that? And, and, and pray that forward and give money and encourage these people and encourage Pastor Eric as he's trying to work with them and, uh, and on and on and on. So, I want to just encourage you that every prayer matters and every penny counts. And um, I'm going to pray here in just a minute and then Pastor Kyle's going to come up. But um, if you, I know some of you, some of us are really hit hard by the uh, economy right now. and. Uh, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, there's some challenging things right now. Some of you, though, have a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and I want to encourage you that don't have much to give a nickel or a dollar or five dollars. And some of you that have a lot of money, I want to encourage you to give generously to Freedom Sunday over these, you know, between now and the end of October, either through the Set Free Movement or through... Um, or through the church here and you know i didn't kyle and holly didn't know i was going to say this but <clears throat> i think it's time for for some of you to go to southeast asia and see some of this kyle's been there have you been to cambodia okay it's time for kyle to lead a team to cambodia and and um i'm telling you you will never ever ever be the same and it's not just Cambodia. I mean, you can go anywhere in the world where God's at work and you will, you know, it'll change you and transform you. But you know, I just want to put a bug in your ear that you know, it's not just about giving. It's really about I really like would you please pray about these things and then also, you know, give, but then I would just challenge the church. You are the church. It's not Kyle and Holly. I'm challenging all of us. Like let's get serious about this part of the world because You've already got a serious investment with it here with Eric and Darren. And then Kyle's already seriously invested in Asia, um, going periodically. And there are others here too that are, that are involved in, in Asia in a variety of ways. So maybe God wants us to go a little deeper with Asia. So let me pray. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for... Um, this global church, God, we're just mindful today that there are people that have been worshiping in these last um, 12, 16 hours in places like Vietnam that um, they could they could go to jail. Uh, Pakistan, China, uh, India, uh, just all these different places where uh, it's really, really dangerous to be a Christian. And we pray, God, that you would help us as brothers and sisters to know what our part is. Um, to pray, to give, to go, to support in whatever way that makes sense. Um, God, thank you for providing for us abundantly. None of us this morning are enslaved in this room. None of us are in uh, in want of clean drinking water um, and, 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 and some food. And God, thank you for your many, many blessings upon us. We do want to, going back to Amos 5 again, we want to seek you and live. We want to seek you and help us, God, to live and to live life abundantly centered on Jesus. Amen.